The road trip has begun, but a lot has stayed the same. We recap the overtime loss to Boston and look ahead to a full week of road games today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every single day of the week. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is available wherever you listen to your podcast for absolutely no charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we break down a 4-3 to three overtime loss to the Boston Bruins. We talk about the wild decor that continues to not get it done. And uh, we'll look ahead to a full week of road games with stops in Montreal, Ottawa, Detroit, and Chicago. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and joins as we are each and every Monday throughout the NHL season by Alex Micheletti. Again, we can't do a victory Micheletti Monday because Wild lost in overtime. But Alex, we now have seen over the last couple of games that... Things are starting to kind of go better, but also a lot of the same problems just continue to happen for this team. And now uh, we are five games in, and it seems like when some things look better, others just continue to look bad. And it just it's it's a clomp. Uh, It's an absolute clomp through five games for this team. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I uh, um, I tweeted it out uh, the other day or uh, during the game. I was like, again against the Bruins. I was like, uh, it's fascinating to me that special teams that was the one one thing uh, that you know Dean and the coaching staff were working on all summer, and that gets fixed. And it power play one at least. <laughs> we won't talk about power play two, but power play one looks amazing. And then now the defensive core has completely falling apart. Goaltending is a roller coaster. It's just, it's amazing. And one, one thing gets fixed, then uh, another leaking hole starts, you know? And, and that's, that's so funny that you bring that up because I was going to go to that exact analogy is it's the leaky dam where you plug one hole and you get a leak from somewhere else and you're looking around and you're like, that one was just fixed. And so you're just, you're plugging holes and there's water coming in from all over the place. And let's, I, I just, I'm going to just put on the record what we know about where this team is at and we'll react to it. So the last two games for this team, Marc-Andre Fleury has given the Wild good enough goaltending to win and that's that's an important distinction still not great but he's given them good enough goaltending to win they beat Vancouver but then they end up losing to Boston because the defense continues to break down and so credit to Flurry for starting to get it a little closer to where we'd like it to be because that wild decor, as we'll talk about more in depth in a little bit, 
that wild decor just continues to be just lost. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't say anybody on that decor right now is safe uh, defensively. Uh, offensively, maybe, but defensively, no. Um, and even the most reliable guys, too. Again, Jonas Berdeen continues to be all over the place. Uh, him and Matt Dumba have been a nightmare pairing. Uh, that it, it's it's scary. Uh, yes. Um, you know, the past couple of games, um, Flurry's bailed out his defensive core too. Um, you know, get, thank goodness picks up the first one against Vancouver, who's a mess of a team who might fire their coach here relatively soon, aka you know former. Bruce Boudreau. Wouldn't that be amazing too if Mike Yo is the interim oh my coach? God. <laughs> Just, that would be poetic. Um uh but yeah, against against the Bruins uh the other day, uh, you know, he kept that team in it. Uh you know, Boston's one of the best offensive teams in, in the league. You got David Posternock, David Krejci's back, Patrice Bergeron's been there forever. Um, you know, they they have a lot of firepower and he he made some incredible saves, especially late in that third period. And then in overtime too, um, there was two power plays for for Boston. Um, so, uh, you know, he did everything he could. Um, you know, Matt Dumba took that. You know, just a really dumb holding call late in the third period. You know, and that that's tough because you know that keeps a guy like Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, you know, at least at the beginning of the of the um, overtime there. But you know, it's it's tough when you're when you're when you when you have two two penalties in, in overtime, you know, you, you're just asking for them to score. And, uh, you know, Pasternak made an amazing play to Taylor Hall and Taylor Hall is not going to miss from, from where he was. Um, no. So uh, they at least stole a point, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, so there's at least some positives there that they were able to, to fly out to Boston and bring, bring back a point. Um, so we'll see what this week brings. Yeah. And I, I don't want to like, I don't want to go through games and be like, well, this isn't one when we go back to the beginning of the season that we expected to win. But I would say considering how things have gone to start the season, that that is a point that you're, you're glad to have considering everything that's broken down so far. But the big thing that it came down to was the second power play unit, as you alluded to, and they had a five on three, on mm-hmm. multiple occasions, they had, I think, one penalty that expired, and then Boston took another one. So you had mm-hmm. a long run of five on three, and that second power play unit didn't even muster a shot and, in fact, gave up a couple of shorthanded opportunities that Fleury had to try to glove. And people may wonder, well, why don't you just put the power play one back on there? Like, those guys are playing... They were dead tired. They yeah. Dean took his time out to to try to get them out there, uh, you know. And it's uh, it, it, they get, the the issue with power play too is um, those guys. I don't they they have guys on that unit that are, that shouldn't be on the power play. I yep. tweeted it out too. It's like Fre- Freddie Goudreau. Does he even have a point yet? Uh, why no. is he on the power play? Um, you know, even if they're gonna get limited time out there, you, you gotta you gotta have guys that you know, should be on the power play. You got, you got grinders out there. I don't even really, Chris Lino is really a, um, a power play guy. Um, so it's, it's frustrating for sure, especially in that big of a spot when you have a five on three and to not even muster a shot. Um, 
you just it looked like they were playing catch out there um you know it, it's it's so frustrating it's hideous um and you know you can't if you just get to the point where it's like, well, we're just going to play Matt Zuccarello, Kirill Kaprizov, and Matt Boldy on a line together for 45 minutes a night, it's like that's not sustainable either. And no. <laughs> the sad part is, is those have been the mo- the three most consistent guys so far this year, mm-hmm. and you can't even necessarily put them on a line together to try to bail you out because Boldy's not – Boldy's played center, but he's more of a – he's way more of a wing than he is a center, and mm-hmm. it's just – Offensively, like you have pretty much three of the four centers that have started the season off slow to poor. Um, you've got Sam Steele, who has had a couple of goals so far to start the season. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Hartman, absent. Freddie Goudreau, absent. Jewel Erickson Eck is off to a rough start to start the year. Like it just, it just has been up and down the lineup. So many players who have not shown the signs that we've seen from them in previous years. And, you know, it all the way up to the decor. And we're going to get into that more in depth because I think you, I think you have to, at this point, break those lines up. Cause I, I don't think the Brodeen Dumble line is playable right now. No, you can't. No way. So let's, in fact, let's just get right into that because, you know, we, we talk about the offense and it not clicking like we have seen in previous seasons, power play one doing its thing. The defense is far and away the biggest issue. And so we're going to dive in to the decor and try to fix that puzzle as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. And at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. So whether you are a first-time home buyer or a long-time home owner just looking to up your security, Simply Safe makes it easy and they give you total peace of mind. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash lockedonnhl. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month absolutely free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockedonnhl to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. We are continuing to break records here with the show, so uh, appreciate all the support from listeners, whether it be on any of your favorite podcast platforms or on YouTube as well. And once your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with our local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. 
Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. A McLeddy Monday as Alex McLeddy joins us for today's episode of Locked On Wild, and we'll uh, we'll get to where we have some victory editions of these at some point, but <laughs> we get a few things to iron out first, starting with the decor. And I'm going to throw something at you. Just was on the way home from uh, up having a chance to uh, to hang out with the parents while the the weather was nice, and on the car ride home, just was doing some figuring, some tinkering. Spurgeon Brodine, Middleton Dumba, Addison Merrill. Yeah, that has to be the combos. It has to be. Uh, um, you know, you have to break up, uh, you know, Jonas Berdine and, and, and Matt Dumba. It's just, it's not working. Uh, Matt Dumba does not look like the Matt Dumba of old. I don't know what's going on with him. If it's a confidence issue or if the injuries have just caught up to him and he's just can't, can't be the same type of, of player that, um, you know, he came through the NHL as, uh, but you know, though it, and it's causing, it's causing a great defender in Jonas Brodin to, I think, overdo things yep. um, and, uh, you know, just try to do way too much. Um, and, you know, it's just, you have to, you have to, you have to change something. Um, thank God. Thank God. Uh, John Merrill's back um, too, because um, Alex Goligoski is just becoming unplayable. I know they had to get him in the other night or keep him in to get his a thousandth game, but I think, you know, then he's, he's out of there. Um, you got Kalen Addison, Power, uh, he's the quarterback in the power play one, so you can't you can't take him out of the lineup. And, right. and John John Merrill, he looked great uh, against the Bruins, so there's no way you're taking him out. No, no. and so here's my thought process on it: is that you hit it right on the head. I think Jonas Brodine is doing way too much to try to overcompensate for Dumba, and the reason that that pairing worked in previous years is when Brodine was on his A game. He was able to cover all that extra ground that you need to uh, with a with Dumba as a line mate. So with that not happening, put him with Spurgeon. Spurgeon and him are good enough defensemen to be able to kind of, okay, you do this, I'll do this, and let's meet in the middle kind of a thing. And I think that just will take pressure off of him and will allow him to focus on playing his game Middleton is through five games, probably the most consistent defender Steady. that the Wild yeah. have had. And you just like you just have to have that with Dumba right now. I have seen in the comments arguments for more playing time for Kalen Addison. I'm hugely in favor of that. I've seen um I've seen suggestions to move him up in the lineup too, and so I'll add the caveat of this. If Dumba doesn't work with Middleton, then yes, you you drop him in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And yes. you put him with John Merrill, who again, Merrill is a physical guy. He blocks shots, which is another element he's, that has been... He's a defensive defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> that's another element that's been sorely lacking from this team so far, but that's another show entirely. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you just you have to make changes to this lineup. You can't just rely on these guys to kind of get themselves out of it. Once they show signs of going back to where they were at, if they do, 
then yeah, maybe you go back to some of those line pairings. But for now, like you got to shake it up to send the message of, hey, this play isn't acceptable. And we just, we just have to face facts. I think the other thing, too, that's been so glaring about the defense is that previous seasons, they have been so active offensively. And there's none of that going on right now because there are so many breakdowns on the back end that it's like that has sucked the life out of this offense a little bit too because all the defensemen are like, well, we got we to gotta plug these leaks before we can even think about jumping into the play. Yeah, I mean, the, the most frustrating thing too is, um, you know, it's, it's not just your two defensemen that are, you know, that are supposed to be playing defense. It's your forward groups too. Um, and some of the, the lack of effort, um, it's just, it's unbelievable. Um, one, one goal in particular uh, uh, in, uh, in the Vancouver game with Ryan Hartman, just not even trying, he just, he stopped skating. Uh, you know, the first goal too against Vancouver where Matt Dumba just let, uh, or that just walk right in. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so frustrating. You know, if you just, even if you give a little effort, um, you know, you can prevent some of these goals that are happening. You can't, you can't expect your goalie to make every save. And, uh, um, you know, when this team has given up touchdowns, it's, it's bad, you know, um, yeah. you know, it's starting to get a little bit better thinking this, but you know, that's, it's not great. Uh, we, and I, we need to talk about this, too, because you brought this to my attention um, during the game. The Tyson Jost, Jewel Erickson Eck, Marcus Foligno pairing that we were hoping for to be kind of the the grief line without Jordan Greenway just straight up gave the people... The yeah, they gave people grief by just... It, I think it was something like they faced like 15 shots... As a group, combined. yeah, it's I and you know I'll I'll give props to Tyson Jost for being a battler, because mm-hmm. um, I don't think that's something that he will ever stop doing. He's clearly trying out there with that group, yeah. but if you're going up it's against some clicking. of these, no, you're going up against some of these top lines, and especially a team like Boston that has a lethal one, you you can't you can't get dragged up and down the ice to the extent that that group was. And so I, I don't know if you go Sam Steele. I don't know if you go. I think you move Hartman with those guys because Hartman has never, never been profiled as like your typical first line guy. Um, He's always been a grinder. Um, He fits that kind of style, Um, you know, and I think he's just a better fit for, uh, what those guys try to do in, in Felino and Eck. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then, you know, Yost or Tyson has looked the best that he's looked is with the, with these, when he's been with Kaprizov and Zuccarello. Um, so I think that's a, you know, that's just what you, I think you have to do at this point because it doesn't seem like Greenway is going to be coming back anytime soon. You know, no. when they said shoulder again, it's like, Oh my goodness. Um, because, that can easily be re-injured and the rehab process for that can seem, it seems like it lasts months, you know? Yeah. He didn't, Uh, he didn't even make the trip with the team, which is also a bad sign because knowing that ahead of a five game road trip Mm -hmm. leads you to believe that it's going to be a, 
months. It's going to be a minute. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. So that's not good. Um, you know, the like we talked about, John Merrill coming back is a good thing for this team defensively, mm-hmm. but they just have to keep – they just have to keep making changes until they figure things out. Like, because there isn't anything at this point that you can fall back on because the line combos from last year aren't working. Like, you just have to keep trying things until you find something that gives you even a little bit of confidence. Oh, and then 100%. Go with it. I mean, the hard, the tough thing about this upcoming week too is they're playing a lot of young teams that are inexperienced, but they're hungry and they want to win. They want to score, um, so it's going to be a challenge for for everybody. Uh, you know, defense and and forwards, goalies. Um, these are, you know, teams that are they have guys that are trying to prove themselves too. Um, and then, you know, who knows with Chicago, but uh, um, you know. They also have pride. They beat Seattle today. So, um, you know, for all the talk about tanking, they're still somehow winning. (laughs) They were the only team of the group in the bottom that didn't get the memo that in order to get the number one overall pick, you have to, you have to limit the wins. With Alex Salok in that now too, because, you know, Mrazek was placed on IR, of course. So (laughs) Alex Salok is the starting goaltender for the foreseeable future. <laughs> isn't he, wasn't he, or isn't he leading the league in goals against average? Some crazy how? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. They, you know, the, in every, every game that he's been in, it's been high scoring. Yeah. So it's, at, if you are, if you are into wagering, uh, you, uh, the overs have always hit with the, with the wild there and just um, giving up, Goals left and right, same with Chicago. So it's uh, it's interesting. The Dean Evison size scale is at about a four point nine out of five. <laughs> well, anyway, let's uh, let's dive in a little further to the upcoming week because, as we alluded to, four cities, four games, a lot could go right or wrong, and so we'll uh, we'll discuss that to finish up today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And I'll direct you once again to the game to game post game recap of everything going on throughout the NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Lockdown Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Lockdown can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked on NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So we start the week with Montreal on Tuesday. And I was looking through, and you'll be surprised to learn, like I was, the Montreal Canadiens so far through six games. They've played six games. They have one power play goal so far. So you've got a young team, like you alluded to, Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki. But this is like I talked about against Vancouver. It's like they're not going to be a team that has like a 4 or 5% power play for the entire season. So you can't let, you can't let a team like Montreal get the opportunity to get their power play back and 
with a team like the Wild, who has committed no shortage of suggestive penalties so far this season. That one, I hope, doesn't come back to bite us, but it's one that very well could. And you know who their goaltender is now, too, without uh, without Carey Price. It's uh, old nemesis Jake Allen. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it's interesting for sure. Um, you know, they, uh, they played the stars the other night and, uh, the ageless wonder, uh, Joe Pavelski got a hat trick. So, um, they give up a lot of goals. Um, so we'll see if, uh, we'll see if power play one can, uh, get some opportunities and, uh, you know, cause a young team to, to turn over the puck and, uh, and come, go get out of there, out of, uh, one of the hardest places to play in the NHL, um, a win. So we'll see and start the road trip, road trip off to a good start. And this is the thing too that, you know, without looking into it as much, and we'll probably do more of an extensive look at Montreal for tomorrow, but a young team like the Canadians who weren't expected to be super good this year, that's going to be a good opportunity for Dean to roll four lines and try to get this thing back to closer to what we had expected coming in. But again, that's assuming things go well. If they are trailing by a couple of goals, then that plan goes completely out the window. Yeah, it's just like uh, the other, other other game, uh, you know, shortening the bench. <laughs> it seems to be a common theme, uh, you know, and the fourth line doesn't play a whole lot. Um, but, uh, you know, it was nice. Nice to see Marco Rossi. I think he had his 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 best game against Boston, and hopefully he continues to get more ice time. Uh, like you said, this would be a perfect opportunity against a team uh, like Montreal. Um, you know, to get guys that haven't gotten a ton of ice time. Um, you know, Brandon Duhame scores against Boston. Uh, that was great. Great to see him get the shorty, the Deweys um, out there. Um, so, yeah, it's. You know, this is this is going to be a really really interesting game. Uh, we we mentioned or you mentioned Cole Caulfield. Uh, that was always the debate. Um, do you take Caulfield or Boldy? And Paul Fenton uh, took Boldy, and it's looked like <laughs> it's worked out. One of the one of the few things that Paul Fenton got right. <laughs> um, it was Matt Boldy and Matt Zuccarello. Um, a lot of people did not like the Matt Zuccarello signing. They thought he was washed up. Um, he had a tough start cause he had broken his arm. Uh, and, uh, everybody's like, why did Paul Fenton give him this long-term deal? Uh, but it's worked out tremendously. He's become best friends with, uh, with Kristoff and, you know, the rest of history. Yeah, it's, it, it has worked out and it's a situation of just not rushing to judgment, I think mm-hmm. on how that contract played out. So hopefully they start this swing on the right foot against Montreal because then you go to Ottawa and Ottawa is that's going to be a very tough game because last year when the Senators weren't good uh this was one that snuck up on the wild and they ended up losing on mm-hmm. the road yeah and they've uh they've made a lot of interesting moves in, in the offseason to bolster their forward groups uh um, you know, they have Claude Giroux who joined the team, who has just been a stalwart in this league for, for so long. Um, and they named Brady Kachuk captain of, of the team. And um, yeah, they're dangerous. And they made the biggest splash in the offseason was uh, to you know, trade for Alex to Um 
who's a proven 40 goal scorer in this league as well. And uh, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's another game that should be high scoring. Uh, it's too bad. It's too bad. Cam Talbot won't be playing uh, just cause that storyline would be interesting. Uh, a flurry versus Talbot, but you know, Talbot's injured. So yeah. Um, I don't know what to expect in that game, especially, you know, it all, it all, it's all going <laughs> to come down to how, how the Montreal game goes. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if Montreal beats the wild, then, then things start to panic. Um, so we'll, we'll see more so than we already are. <laughs> um, we then go to Detroit and mm-hmm. as far as goalie, the goalie situation goes, we will see Philip Gustafson, either Detroit or Chicago because they play them back to back. And you start with the Red Wings who had one of the better off seasons of any team in the NHL. They're off to a good start. They score a ton of goals. This game, I think, between these two teams was 6-5 to five last year. That's going to be tricky, especially on the road. Yeah, that that game last season was awesome. Matt Boldy scored a couple times, and... Uh, you know they, uh, you know they have a really young roster. Um, Steve Eiserman's building this, you know, this Detroit team into something. Uh, it might not be this season, but in the coming seasons, watch out for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, you know, Lucas Raymond's an incredible player. Um, you know, they were able to sign David Perron, who's always been a wild, just a killer. Um, you know, and he brings the veteran presence to that lineup. Uh, Cider back there on the D. The end of things uh, is an incredible player. Um, and, you know, they brought, bring in uh, Philly Husso, um, who was great for St. Louis as well. So they take a couple and Sunquist. So they've, they've taken, <laughs> you know, some good chunks of the Blues team over, over to their roster. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that game because, you know, that should be another uh, fantastic offensive matchup for sure. And then we go against the fourth place Chicago Blackhawks right now with <laughs> six points tied with St. Louis technically for third. Uh, it's a Chicago team that is plus one on the season. I don't think they were in positive territory for goals at any point last year at all. No. And so trying to tank, <laughs> trying to maybe win a few games before they do that. But if there's one thing that we have seen over the last handful of years is the wild have had Chicago's number, but this is not the same wild team that we've seen over previous years. Right. Correct. Um, and you know, like you said, it's kind of a weird team. Uh, they made some interesting moves in the, in the off season. Um, and you know, they get a guy like Max Domi who's bounced around, <laughs> um, and is trying to, you know, this is probably his last shot to stay in the league. And so, He's trying to make the most of it. Uh, Anthony CU from, from LA to um, join. They have the exact same contract, which is interesting. Um, and those guys are probably trying to do everything they can to um, put up points so that they get traded at the deadline. <laughs> um, so that's probably exactly why they signed with, with, the, with Chicago. Um, and then, you know, you got the ageless uh, vets there too, and Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, uh, um, so yeah, it's, it's a weird team, uh, Seth Jones too. Um, so in our, in our old friend, Alex Daylock, uh, will probably, probably be in that against the wild. So, um, re- revenge game. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting road trip for sure. It, it is. And I'll finish with just looking at where the division's at right now. 
Uh, Dallas, Colorado, St. Louis, Chicago, Nashville, Winnipeg, the Wild, and Arizona, just like we all drew up. <laughs> um, Nashville has lost five games in a row. Yeah, they came back from uh, overseas, and it, it has not been good. Uh, um, I I thought they were a team to watch out for, and I don't know what what's going on. Um, it's it's very very interesting. Um, you know, it's a team that uh, really relies on their decor and their goaltending, and it's been kind of a mess. Um, you know, they they brought in Ryan McDonough, and you, you you would think that they would that would shore things up, but it's been it's been a nightmare. Um, so, but they're a team that can bounce back. They mm-hmm. got some high enders. Um, you know, Forsberg's one of the best forwards. Um, you know, in the NHL, and Matt Duchesne had a really uh, good year last year, and of course Roman Yossi, just a just amazing. It's so much fun to watch him play. Um, and Saros has to stay healthy for them. We saw in the playoffs that when he got hurt, they had to put in Ingram and it did not go well, um, versus the avalanche. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. And, uh, Dallas, they just seem to be on a roll. Um, and, uh, it's the breakout Jake Ottinger year. Um, you know, he's finally gets to be the number one, doesn't have to worry about Holtby, uh, you know, taking starts from him. So, um, you know, and, you know, Jason Robertson's just going to continue to get better and better, which is, which is scary for the rest of the, the division. Frightening a little <laughs> yes. bit. Um, yeah. Dallas has allowed the second fewest goals mm-hmm. in the entire Western conference, uh, with eight. Now St. Louis has played two fewer games. They've allowed five. So I feel better about saying that. Um, and even if you look all the way throughout the NHL, Dallas has, with five games played, allowed the fewest goals so far. So that's always great. And then we'll finish with still still searching. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks are the only team in the Western Conference who is winless so far. And, in fact, if you pull that back, they're the only team in the NHL that is still winless. So best of luck to the Vancouver Canucks as they continue to search for that elusive first win of the season. Yes, uh, they had the home opener the other night, and fans were throwing jerseys onto the ice. Um, you got the captain commenting, and uh, just it's a nightmare. They have their ownership is kind of going through some some personal uh, issues off the ice too, and so it's it's not good. The vibes are not great, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> over there. Um, hopefully, they can uh, just for our old friend Bruce Boudreau and Mike Yelp, Hopefully, they can turn things around, at least get, get their first win. Um, otherwise we could see some changes here very shortly too. Yeah. Um, which would be too bad, but when, win or go Bruce Boudreaux, I, I don't <laughs> yes. know. It's yeah. probably, it's probably a little too early seven games in to be thinking that, but at the same time, who knows? So yes. there you have it. Uh, that is today's episode of lockdown wilds. Once again, thank you for making lockdown wild your first listen each and every day for your second listen. Make sure you check out the locked on sports today podcast. Uh, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day as well. Lockdown sports today is available on the odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're following along with Locked on Wild on your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube so you don't miss out on any episodes as we take you through the Minnesota Wild season one game at a time. We are keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.